Good morning. Aloha kakahiaka. This is Katie Minkus, and I'm with Hawaii Life, and we're doing a procast this morning with um, our guest, Tracy Stice. Good morning, Tracy. Hi. I'm out here with my chickens and pigs, and we've all had breakfast and coffee, so we're ready to go. <laughs> well, that was actually going to be one of my first questions to you. I, I know you have been um, a realtor for a long time, and I need you to tell me exactly how many years, but I, I think you have one of the most unusual morning rituals of any um, realtor that I know. Tell us a little bit about what your morning looks like up on your farm. <laughs> well, it's, it's fun. I mean, I, I inherited my, my daughter's dogs and pigs, and I've always had chickens, and so every morning I go out and check to see that everybody's happy and has a little breakfast, and uh and then I have to have my coffee fixed, and I usually have a couple of eggs and uh, get going in the day. And I'm, I'm the, kind of a strange individual. I like to eat early in the morning and get going early. <laughs> and with all of your animals, I love it so much. I think that it's so special what you do. <laughs> um, so, Tracy, tell me, how many years have you been a realtor now? Actually, I got my license in 1979 and kind of toyed around with it amongst other careers for a few years. And then in 83, I got serious, got my broker's license, and actually joined the National Association of Realtors. So as a realtor definition since 83 and licensed since 79. Wow, that's a long time to be in this business, for sure. You've definitely seen a lot of changes. <laughs> um, and maybe we'll get to that a little bit later, but I, I wanted to begin with, you know, I know that you joined um, Hawaii Life in 2010, and I believe we hired you off the bat as um, our broker in charge there on Maui, and there were a couple, two or three agents who we had actually hired before we hired you to manage them, um, but what, how did you make your way to Hawaii Life? What what made you decide to come and, and manage a, a small roster of agents on um, an island like Maui? Well, I wouldn't say it was a choice. I'd say I got drafted. Um, <laughs> I was I was very happy working with my son at Century 21 All Islands. I was a part owner of the statewide franchise, and I had my nice cozy office upstairs in Kahului looking over the harbor, and I had just started my stint as state president when my son told me uh, he was going to go to work for Hawaii Life. And I go, Hawaii what? <laughs> and one thing I had recalled is he had uh, – Kauai had been sending some leads, buyer leads over to me, and I I was giving him the Jeremy, and he had just closed his third transaction. So I did have to pay attention. And right. I really – my what really prompted my move, honestly, was I wanted to keep working with Jeremy because he's my son. I love him, and I wanted to, you know, see him off on his career to be successful. So – when he said he was jumping the fence, I paid attention, flew over with them to Kauai, but Matt and Winston and Justin had a great time and said, okay, I'll open up Maui on the condition that once it gets up and running, you find a real broker because the last <laughs> thing I like to do is manage people. I'm capable, yeah. but I don't like managing people. That's not my forte. Got it. Got it. Yes. <laughs> so it was your son who prompted you to make the move. What, what was it like? I mean, obviously we were a startup and very small and you were coming from this big established, you know, legacy broker, we would call it Century 21. Do you remember like what it was like? Was Did it seem chaotic in comparison or? 
Um, could you describe it a little bit for us? Chaotic's a pretty good word. Um, Matt was in way over his head. There's no two ways about it. And I give him credit. He listened to some of the things that I talked to him about. And one was um, to quit listing and selling property and get to work managing the company. Uh, he was still listing and selling when I joined, and the company was just growing logarithmically, which it seemed to continue to do. Um, and the, the best thing about when we joined was there was just an incredible amount of leads already pointed at Maui and nobody there to service it. So it was this, like a candy store buyers, and anybody <laughs> that joined Hawaii Life, had all these real buyers that it basically, well, you know, like any internet lead, you have to vet them. But most, you know, there's a lot of yeah. real hot stuff. Um, what was really frustrating was that Matt was constantly changing systems, trying to settle down on a, you know, a database system that he liked. And we hopped around and I, yeah. I'm not real good at, at learning myself. And I was supposed to train agents and, it, I mean, chaotic was a polite word to call it. I don't know how we managed it, but we did get through it. <laughs> and and then he started hiring some layers of management to kind of fill in the gaps in training. And it's, you know, it got better. And it got better actually quickly, not slowly. Um, yeah. Quite quickly. And, and, and the growth showed. So, you know, I have to give Matt credit. He, he saw his weaknesses. He listened. Um, and that's allowed the growth that the company's had and he's hired quality people. That's one thing. He doesn't hire just anybody. He hires quality people. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. You know, it's interesting that you would bring up the change. I feel like in those first few years, the number one complaint that I got from agents um, that I talked to was, you know, we change things too much, you know? Um, and I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think we finally settled down into, especially when it comes to systems and, you know, technology and, we settled down into some good stuff and now we're just, you know, expressing that. But, um, and people seemed, and now I, I sometimes get the, you know, the complaint, if you want to call it like, why, why aren't we changing this thing? You know, and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, but we notoriously don't like change. I think that's true in the real estate industry. So I'm glad that we were able to settle, settle in a little bit. And, and I agree. I mean, I think it's, it's about, you know, hiring the most qualified people and quality people, as you said, not just trying to fill a seat you know um tell me a little bit you know of course we're we're different now as a company than when we first started so now we're you know 2016 and we've been on Maui for six years and Big Island for seven and you know um Kauai for eight basically and of course we've matured a little bit I mean you know there's three people when you joined on Maui and now I think the Maui roster is probably 50 agents um what ways would you say that Hawaii Life is still the same as we were when we started, and in what ways are we maybe better now than when we first began? Well, um, I don't think there's anything the same. I mean, it's continually more. <laughs> um, there, there's nothing the same as the beginning. I mean, it was small. It was boutique. I mean, we could we could yeah. actually meet with Matt and Winston and Justin and and have one-on-one -on -one conversations and and feel close to home, like you know we were we were really part of the company. And unfortunately I have to say that we've grown apart from that. It's just gotten too big and yeah. has to be compartmentalized to run. Um, I think the best thing that have happened with Hawaii life is 
the systems are in place, really, really good systems that agents can't buy. You just can't go out and get the systems we have. Yeah. Uh, the, the sales force and the way the transactions are managed, transaction coordinators, I couldn't live without my transaction coordinators. They're just incredible. Um, and, and then the value, I mean, I would don't tell them because they'll raise my price, but I'd probably do it twice <laughs> right now. I don't think you're, it's an incredible you're the only value. one who believes that. It is an incredible savings, I agree. I mean, not savings, but yeah, savings of time, really, time and energy and effort so yeah. that you can keep doing what you do best, right, and out there enjoying being with people and not having to deal with the paperwork. Well, and that's what I like about the company. I don't even have to think. It's totally brainless. If I don't want to do something, I can hire somebody to do it for me, and it does allow me to go out and prospect more and, and, and work with my clients. But that's what I like to do. And, you know, the, the marketing system, I want to send out a postcard, it takes about 10 minutes. I want to send out a flyer, it takes two minutes. I want to do a mass mailer of 1,400, and maybe takes an hour or two uh, once you've got the thing set up. And the templates are there. You just have to give up trying to be original. And if you can't fit that mold, if you think you have to reinvent the postcard, then it's probably not the right place for you. Because I've seen a lot of agents mm. that want to do coding and make it real original and creative. And it, 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 it's not set up for that. It's set up for somebody that wants to sell real estate, not write code or design. Web. Right. 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 Or so, even design their own marketing flyers. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's a really, so the, that's the, the a really good point. And, and really the best part of what I'm experiencing in the last couple of years is we absolutely, without question, have the best broker in the state with Jeff Simon. There's nobody better <laughs> than Jeff Simon. And I'll tell you he what, I have amazing. seen and looked at a lot of contracts. Well, he's he's really tough. He's, uh, sometimes I feel like he's taking it out on me. You know, they've kind of never given Jeff a contract that he hasn't changed. <laughs> but I'm not alone. No, you're definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, he is. He is very special. I agree. In fact, that was one of the things I was going to ask you is, you know, so uh, you, you mentioned you stepped down, you, you know, you came aboard as, you know, the BIC and you, we all knew it was a limited time, um, but you were willing to do it because your your real love is, you know, real estate and, and you don't really enjoy managing people, which believe me, I get. Um, what is it like, though, now to have sort of been in that position and now you have, you know, Jeff and Rhonda, both the ICs on Maui, who are effectively managing you? Was that a difficult transition for you to make or, or what, what's that oh, like for you? No, not, uh, no it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure. I mean, that's what I wanted. I didn't, I didn't want – I mean, I ran my own company for 16 years, so I know the yeah. liability involved. I know about lawsuits and lawyers and how they lurk over your shoulder and reach in your pocket. I've written $20,000 checks to settle suits. I know how painful it can be. So yeah. to have somebody like Jeff and Rhonda, a one-two, to just basically make sure it's done right in the first place. Uh, I look at Jeff as contracts, and I look at Rhonda as people. Rhonda recruits and hires the right people, and Jeff makes sure that the contracts are ironclad. So for a one-two team, it doesn't get any better. And fortunately, Rhonda and I are more collaborators than anything else. I mean, we bat things back and forth all the time. And I look at her as a peer uh, in, in most respects because she's an excellent problem solver, and so am I. Yes, and, yes, definitely. You know, that's why I like having Rhonda on board, too. And the state, the more they use Rhonda, the better they're going to do. 
Yes, absolutely. Well, and I like what you said about being collaborators. Um, I mean, that makes me feel good that it's not like you feel like you're being managed from up high and there's this hierarchy and they're more important than you are because they're the brokers and, you know, that sort of thing that they're, that you feel like your peers is highly significant. You know, um, I think that's really important. Um, in fact, I would take it even further to that sort of that servant leader um, type of mentality, right, where I, I believe that they believe that, that they're in business with you. You know, we are in business together, and that calls for collaboration, not, you know, cracking the whip, right, to do it this way. <laughs> so. Um, no, I never get that from Ron. I, if yeah, I need training or I don't great. know how to do something, I reach out to Ron. But I a lot of this stuff I don't like to do. I just don't do. Like, I don't do Salesforce. Tim does it. Jeremy does yeah. it. I, I do minimal. And I hired Debbie to do it. Already hiring hiring them to do my listing input because I don't want to do it. I'll give them what they want, but they get to do it because it will get done right. Right, exactly. And so that sort of brings up the point that, you know, you, you're on, you work on a team. You're actually, well, I would call you the, the rainmaker of the team, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's an uncomfortable, you know, um, categorization for you. But, um, you know, I just sort of see you as that, the leader of that team. Um, and it seems like that's working out. I mean, and it, your team is not just, you know, um, the, uh, Tim and, you know, Jeremy having been on the team, but, you know, the transaction managers and all of that. And it seems like that's allowing you to do exactly what you want, which is sell and do not handle the stuff you don't care about. Well, here's an interesting thing, and it's, it's probably very interesting news. You, Jeremy left three months ago for Greener Pastures, and guess who's coming back next week? I, I actually Jeremy's heard that yesterday. He team. called me. That's so exciting, Tracy. That's really so exciting. It's really great. Well, because you guys have a super strong. You know, team. And he. You know, part of part of being a team leader is realizing that growth is being able to let go. And when he said he was going to join somebody else for good reasons, I mean, I appreciated the reasons he was doing it. I thought, well, he'll only grow and get better. And that's right. In the background, I kept. All of his accounts together, I had them transferred into my name, all of his blog, all of his email, for three months has been alive, thinking this might happen. So there we go. My experience and knowledge of just how good Hawaii Life is and the systems they provide, knowing that it would be very difficult to duplicate those in the real world, I thought he might be back. And lo and behold, <laughs> we'll have three sizes again. Shortly. That's great. That's really great. And and yeah. he wouldn't have been the first person. I mean, I'm not bagging on Jeremy, of course, but, you know, there's been um, – we've had several other instances around the state of agents who have left, and they have come back for that exact reason because nobody can duplicate these systems, and they're sitting there in front of their computer with, you know, 15 things open, and they can't figure out, you know, how to get a contract from one place to the next and actually do their business. And it's so frustrating. They just go, wait a minute, what am I doing? And they've come back to Hawaii Life. It's really – it's very interesting that, that you would mention that for sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, let's get away from Hawaii Life a little bit and talk about the um, Hawaii Association of Realtors. So when I met you, I believe you were either president or you were president-elect. I can't remember what year it was that you and I actually first met in person, but um, that you were definitely, you know, the, the king dude at the top of the, of the pile, right, at HAR. Um, what is that like? I mean, that, you know, just watching a, a couple of different presidents, it seems like it's this, you know, enormous job and it's all volunteer. It's not like you're getting paid for it. Um, and it takes up a ton of time and there's a ton of travel and, 
you know, were you able to sell? Was this a, you know, year, quote unquote, sabbatical to be volunteering for a year for the Hawaii Association of Realtors? Or, you know, that's an enormous job. Talk to me a little bit about what that was like. Well, I guess I had good and bad fortune. The year I was actually president was 2010. And from a business point of view, I don't think anybody had a robust 2010. That's a good Um, point. (laughs) So it wasn't like I was trying to run 10 or 12 escrows at a time and be president. I mean, I was happy to have a few escrows and still be able to eat, honestly. But I had gone into it. (laughs) Yeah, I went into it with my, at the time, Jeremy was my teammate. And I said, look, this is something I want to do. I think it's important. And I need you to back me up. And there was a lot of resentment. He ended up doing more work than he wanted to. But, you know, mm-hmm. it was part of growth. You know, I, I had always, I've always been in leadership since the mid-90s at some volunteer capacity, either with RAM or HAR or both at the same time. And the reason I wanted to serve uh, as president is um, I thought that there were some, some changes I'd like to see in our organization and some directions. You know, I'd worked really hard on the agency task force and tried to change the state agency law and failed and not something I feel like giving up on. I think it's something still on the plate. Wanted to support educational programs and keep expanding them because the more we can educate our agents, the better off we'll be. And I've always really been heavily involved in legislative issues. I still am. I still Mm -hmm. sit on the RAM Government Affairs Committee and the State Ledge Committee. And the last two years, the state legislative committee, we've just hit home runs out of the park. I mean, we have won every battle we've taken on. And that makes me so proud because I helped set the foundation for the current program. And I love to see us with our collaboration with the legislators, working on things that benefit the public, our consumers, and also benefit us as agents. So that's why I got into the organizational part of it. And, yeah, it's tough. I did 109 trips in 2010 on airplanes. Wow. Um, seven mainland trips. Uh, the benefit is, is you get to collaborate with leaders all over the country, and the referrals are still trickling in. That's the wow, nice that's you amazing. Get to know people. Yeah, so I would say it's a break even in terms of income because the residuals come I in mean, referrals you would have never seen, and yes, you definitely give up a lot of working time. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's an investment. It's been purely an investment. And, um, you know, I, the thing is I have great friends all over the country from my association and leadership, and I don't regret it a bit. I don't, it's not I love that. by any means. Yeah, I, I love that you think of it as an investment. I mean, I, I know for me I was the, the thing that I was most inspired about actually um, especially working with HAR was um, exactly what you were talking about, the, the legislati- legislative capacity and what we were actually able to accomplish and what this organization does. You know, sometimes it seems like you're really on the outside of it. It's like, who are these people and why are they in my email box? You know, <laughs> what does this have to do with me? And my experience was once I got involved, it was like, whoa, you know, look at what they're actually doing. You know, you're actually at the Capitol building. You're you know, in there talking to the legislators, you're explaining our position and and these wins that we've had have just been amazing. So thank you for your service. It is but I, I love that you think of it as an investment. That's that's such a really great way to look at it for sure. If they wanted to be HAR president, like what what would be your piece of advice for them? Well first of all know why. 
you want to do it. I mean, just being president mm-hmm. without a purpose. I mean, and be prepared for four really hard years of, of working with people you don't necessarily agree with, agree with to mm-hmm. work in a common direction. I mean, you work with people that you don't choose to work with. They're elected by their boards. And you have to be able to work with a diverse group, all of whom are, are true leaders in their own right, and to be able to bring things to consensus. So I'll tell you what, it really, really hones your negotiating skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and you better have some money in the bank. You can't go into it broke. I mean, you just you can't go into it broke. You better have some yeah. financial wherewithal. Um, that's yeah. why you generally see older people that have been in the business a long time become presidents because um, they have the life experience and they actually have a few dollars in the bank. That's right. That's right. So I, I know when you were president, you, you got a lot of ribbing, um, especially from people who live on Oahu for um, your style of dress. <laughs> and I was recently looking at some old pictures and you and I were in D.C. one time together and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's Tracy Stice actually in a suit, you know. Um, I love how you were able to still be yourself, you know, um, that it, you you didn't kowtow to the pressure of like, well, when you come to Oahu, you got to wear, you know, slacks and shoes and tuck in your shirt. No, and, no actually, you, I did. You, I did. You did? I actually did. I did. I was part of nominating. I had actually applied twice to be president, and I was told kind of between the scenes that I made the Oahu people uncomfortable showing up in shorts. And I said, well, I'm comfortable. And and I was told, well, they're not comfortable. And I said, okay. And I actually did it nominating when it got right down to it. I said, okay, look, I know you guys are all uncomfortable about me cruising around in my shorts and slippers and being comfortable doing it, and you're not comfortable. So I'll be a whore, and I'll wear pants when I'm in Oahu and shoes, provided you make me president. (laughs) And I kept my promise. I can't, but to every meeting and to every NAR meeting and every official capacity for four years, I wore pants. That's great. That's great. Good for you, Tracy. That's really awesome. And I also want to point out that, you know, you've said twice now that it's four years. I mean, I think some people um, out there, especially if they've never been in leadership or um, don't understand that it, it's, you know, it's not just the president year, right? You're past president, president, president-elect, and then a vice president, I think, is where you start. Is that correct? Yeah, and it really starts well before that. If you haven't done some serious leadership in committees, um, you're not going to get in. You you have to have a lot of uh, experience at your local and your state boards to be considered. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look definitely. Moana. Look at Moana. Look at her. Ex- look at her experience. I mean, look at her resume. Right. Mile long. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. It, but it takes that to be successful, and it takes a commitment in the heart. So. I mean, I I pushed Moana for a year. They said, "You're ready. You're ready. You're ready. Run!" And so finally, she did. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not just a popularity contest. It's not about like, "Hi, I'm president." It's about you're actually doing work. <laughs> There's work to be done, and it does. It takes commitment and skill and life experience and a few bucks in the bank, as you said. So, um, well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. So um, we only have a couple minutes left here. I'm I'm committed to keeping us on time. Um, so let me ask you this, you know, so you've been licensed since, what did you say, 1978? Um, 79. 
79. Okay. So um, that's been, you know, I'm not going to count them, but that's been a lot of years. And I know that you've seen a lot of changes over the years. I mean, when I first got into this business, we were just getting out of the, you know, the book for the listings and everyone was complaining about, you know, the, the listings being online and it was a DOS system, if I recall correctly. <laughs> um, wh- where do you think real estate is heading from here? Um, I think that the, the Zillows of the world are going to have a lot more influence on our business. I think that the, we're not going to, we already aren't the care. The, well, we're barely the gatekeepers of the information. I think we're going to have to prove our value with, with service. I actually think that we're going to see more of a fee-for-service model. Um, mm. uh, I, I think that, that we're headed that way, especially in the next market as it goes down the for sale by mm-hmm. owners and, and things like that. Agents are going to have to prove their value. I think there will be a lot yeah. of attrition. The agents with the highest skill set are going to be successful, but they are now. So it's the same people will shine in an up or down market. Um you know, it it's continually evolved. I started with a two page contract and no computers and we got an MLS book once a month, then that was how we started and I've seen the whole evolution. The first fax machine, the first computer, going from the IBM Selectric typing up with carbon to where we are today. So um yeah. but the business is still the same business. It's a people business. We're serving our clients, helping really solve their problems and make their transitions easier. And the people that are best at that will be the most successful. And it's just how we get paid may change. Um, But, I mean, it's just like a white life. We've evolved into a virtual office. Very few white life agents sit in the office expecting Joe Torres to walk in the door and buy a condo. That's really That's right. And I think there will be a continuing evolution because – most of our clients already know us before they hit the ground in Hawaii. We've been talking mm-hmm. to them for months. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Tracy, thank you so much. You're right. This is a people business, and I, for one, am glad that um, I have met you. I've been feeling, I feel very, very honored to um, have worked with you for all of these years. You are a constant source of inspiration and um, great advice for me and for all of us. So um, thank you for that. Thank you for your contribution and your loyalty, and I'm excited to see what happens next, especially with Jeremy coming back. That, that's really great. Congratulations. Well, that's the most exciting thing is seeing the two boys, Tim and Jeremy, take over because I can't sell my business book. All I can do is help them with my past clients and say, here, go for it. And I always yeah. remind them I'm going to be reaching up out of the grave grave for my last referral check. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> we'll leave it on that note. Thank you, Tracy. All I right. appreciate your time this morning. Uh, Have a great day. All right. Bye, Katie. Okay. Aloha.